All right, so everyone, you're watching a special episode of Lit Sports Online Coronavirus Edition where we're <laughs> at remote locations talking to each other. It's uh, Justin and Gerald here from the Lit 2 Yo. So, uh, how are things going, Gerald? Um, social distancing is it's interesting. This weird new norm we're all experiencing. With the lack of sports, thank God for the NFL because we got tons of sports news for you. But, yeah, you know, social distancing isn't too crazy. I mean – Virtually, I've just been working from home all day. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, we got some sports news to go through, although it's a big question mark as to when all these seasons are going to start up again, particularly NBA, yeah. which got stopped midway. I mean, that kind of sucked. Yeah, really. And we were preparing for March Madness. I was about, we were about ready to do our brackets and everything. I was getting real excited. And then all of a sudden, here it is comes, and they canceled out. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I was in a March Madness competition at the gym, and then, like, I was getting ready to go to the Final Four, and the next thing you know, the thing gets canceled. <sighs> Damn. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a crazy halting of life, but, you know, thankfully, products like Zoom exist where we're allowed to keep LitTube going, even if we are, like, about 40 minutes away from each other. Yeah, it's true. So, um, just so our audience, I mean, they probably know by the title of the video, but we are here to discuss the 2020 NFL trades that have happened so far in the offseason. Yeah. So, um, we're recording this as of March 31st, so we're hoping to get that video out shortly after, but just so anyone knows if anything else happens, yeah, that's just when we're recording this, so. Uh, so, we're going to start with some Ravens trades, because I know you're going to uh, be excited to talk about that. We'll start yeah. with the Ravens trading tight end Hayden Hurst and a 2024th round pick to the Falcons for a 2022nd and fifth round pick. I will tell our audience that Hurst finished the 2019 season with 30 catches for 349 yards and two touchdowns. So it wasn't a spectacular, but it's not bad for a tight end, honestly, in today's NFL. So, um, I mean, my take on this, I, I was there all along saying that Mark Andrews would end up being the better tight end for the Ravens, and certainly in the receiving game it turned out that way. Uh, but what's your take on this? Because I know that the Ravens drafted Hurst first, and then they got Andrews, and it's been quite a difference between their two, the production of those two. Yeah, so, I mean, let's take it all the way back to when Hayden Hurst was first drafted. And I remember when it happened – whatever channel we were watching the draft on had got his weight wrong. And I remember it said he was like 345 pounds on the television. And I remember we rushed to make the video, so I didn't get to see him when we made the video. Like, I just like, what the fuck? Like, this guy's like 300 and some pounds. They, they got his height off. Like, he's super short and stocky. So I'm imagining literally this big D lineman as a tight end. I'm like, what the hell are the Ravens thinking? You know, got the got home once the video's processed. I realized I look like an idiot on the internet, and of course, this guy is built like a prototypical tight end. You hear how he didn't drop any passes. Then you also hear that he's a little older, and that's when you start scratching your head a little bit. Mark Andrews excelled last season. I mean, literally breakout season if anybody ever had one. And Hayden Hurst kind of didn't progress along with him exactly, but Hayden Hurst was still good for what he was. And when you also factor Nick Boyle, who is a little bit on the older side of tight ends, in my opinion, I thought they were going to try to do what the Patriots tried back in the 2000s with Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, which we all know how that worked out. But that's what I thought the Ravens were going for, so I loved it. But 
when the when that trade happened, I was I was confused. I'm like, why are we getting rid of him? And then I thought he is older. It frees up cap space in the long run because you don't have to worry about paying him later. You're getting a second round pick. That's pretty baller for you know an older first round pick. So I'm not mad at this. Eric DeCosta is a fucking genius. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought um, it, it was a decent opportunity to sell him, and you know, the opportunity was created. I know we're not going to get into the whole like free agency yeah. thing on this video, but you know, the Falcons gave up Austin, got rid of Austin Hooper. He signed with the Browns. They had a void there. It's going to be interesting to see if Hurst becomes like their every down tight end and see what he can do in that type of role if they give it to him. I think he could be. <laughs> Moving on, we got another Ravens trade where you, you gave a, uh, the 2025th round pick to the Jaguars for defensive end Kalias Campbell. Now, uh, Campbell is 33 years old, but we all know he's still an impact player. Uh, I mean, he's coming off of a season where uh, he did quite well. Um, and I, my thinking on this is that the Jaguars likely made this trade just to free up cap space. I, I guess they figured, you know, we're going to release this guy if we don't trade him. Let's see if we can get something. But it is a nice addition for the Ravens. I mean, shit, we'll take it. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, you have an all-pro lineman, and we got what? We traded a fifth-round pick for him? Holy shit, talk about a steal. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with this. Beyond happy. You, you franchise tag Judon. So that obviously leads him up in the air. You don't know where he's going to go. Um, the rookie you drafted a year or two back, he hasn't really panned out well. And we were, we were one of the biggest things I remember from that playoff game. And one of the things that cost us the game was not being able to get in the backfield. So when you have, a, when you add an all pro defensive end who is a massive human being, he's has great footwork. I mean, he has a long reach. Dude, we just made bank off of that. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much more he has in the tank. Um, I think certainly for this next season, he's going to be a big impact. And at the end of the day, I mean, a fifth-round pick uh, ain't nothing to lose sleep over. Nah. So then that brings me to the last Ravens trade, uh, which, you know, I don't really have much to add on this, but the Ravens gave uh, defensive end Chris Warmly to the – and uh, a, a, a 2021 seventh-round pick to the Steelers for a 2021 fifth-round pick. Um, I mean, what do you make of the warmly trade to a division rival? Um, you see that happen every now and then, like, oh, a guy from, like, the Browns will end up on the Ravens or an old Ravens player will end up on the Steelers. It happens. I mean, just ask James Harrison. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, it's like, does it – am I going to lose sleep over it? Not really. I mean, warmly – he contributed. He was in rotation with the rush, but, I mean, he wasn't anything of any, like, oh, my God, how could we let our enemy get him? Like, nothing like that. So I'm not, I'm not too hurt about that. All right. And then, uh, of course, we want to talk about this big blockbuster trade where the Texans traded wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins and a 2020 yeah, pick to the Cardinals for David Johnson, a 2022nd and 2021 fourth-round pick. Now, many analysts have ripped this trade, and for good reason. It's quite lopsided. I, I will just point out there, if you go and try to do this on a Madden season, if you try to trade and get DeAndre <laughs> it get rejected. it's not going to work. <laughs> no. So, um, I mean, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins an all-world receiver, and Johnson, a running back that, while he's had some good years, has not he's been a shell of his former self. So, I mean, what do you make of this? I want to know what he was smoking when he let that trade go. Like, come on, man. Like, 
just like it, it made no sense. It's like, are you just are you just like shuttling off targets for Deshaun Watson? I mean, Deshaun Watson, one of the best up and coming, you know, quarterbacks. He's going to everybody throw to, and he had one of the best in options. Like, what are you thinking? So, I mean, I tried to, like, get into the head of, of Bill O'Brien and see, like, why really would it make sense to do this deal? But I just got nothing because it's like, you know, it'd be one thing if, like, DeAndre Hopkins was like, oh, I'm not signing or, like, doing a contract extension unless you give me, like, huge money and, like, they couldn't afford him. And if David Johnson was, like, not hitting any cap space. But David Johnson has got hit to the cap, too. Like, he was yeah. on a big deal with the Cardinal, with the uh, Cardinals. So it doesn't really make sense even from a cap perspective to do this. No, none of this makes sense unless there's, like, something that we don't know about. It's like some drama. I don't – I don't know. Nothing makes sense in terms of that trade. And but the Cardinals are looking pretty good right now. Yeah, I was about to say, um, <laughs> they've got a much better shot at winning the division now with this trade. Just this trade. Yeah. And it's huge. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, the Cardinals are in a pretty good damn position. Sorry about that. Sorry about your luck, bro. <laughs> yeah, no figure, right? <laughs> and then the, the, the next trade, and this was, a, this was a pretty interesting one, too. You had the Buffalo Bills trading a 2020 first-round pick uh, fifth and sixth round picks and a 2021 fourth round pick to the Vikings for wide receiver Stefan Diggs and a 2020 seventh round pick. Um, you know, what I think is going to be the most interesting about this uh, trade going down is now we're going to really see what Josh Allen uh, it, uh, is really made of. I mean, he's going into his mm-hmm. third season. He showed improvement in his second season. And now he's got a true number one wide receiver to work with in Stefan Diggs. Um, third year, often being a breakout year for QBs. That's my big takeaway is like, how, what are we going to see from Josh Allen because of this? But what do you think about the deal in general? Um, Stefan Diggs, honestly, I – as a Ravens fan, we wanted him. You know, we were really excited when, you know, he was looking for trades. Like, man, he'd be great to add to that receiving court. Could you imagine him and Hollywood Brown just running down the field all day for Lamar Jackson? Oh, my God. So I was a little disappointed when that happened. But And especially because Josh Allen, let me tell you something about the Bills. They're good. And without Brady in New England, the Bills are the new team. So you've just given Josh Allen one of the best receivers who was underutilized last year with a chip on his shoulder. AFC East, watch out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, the Bills are certainly looking like a favorite in that division, mostly off of how great their defense is, but certainly Mm -hmm. the offense plays a part too, and then so will this trade. Um, So that will be quite interesting to see what comes of that. And if uh, – Diggs can make an immediate impact. I mean, these Maryland wideouts, I mean, DJ Moore, Stefan Diggs, I mean, <laughs> Maryland knows how to turn out the receivers. Man. Hey, <laughs> Maryland knows football. <laughs> so now uh, we're going to get into some other trades. Uh, uh, we've got the Redskins trading a fifth-round pick to the Panthers for quarterback Kyle Allen. And you may remember you know, Kyle Allen from last year stepping in for Cam Newton on the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, threw for 17 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Uh, over 3,000 yards passing. Uh, he had, you know, respectable showing for someone who's pressed into duty, but, you know, he's not looking like the next big thing or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's making – I mean, the Redskins make moves and it leaves people scratching heads. I mean, not, half the shit they do doesn't make sense. 
And you had Haskins where, I mean, you're bringing in Kyle Allen. Virtually you're saying we're going to hope these guys can just battle out and hopefully something comes out of it. I mean, it, I, I don't know. I, I don't – I just think it's a stupid trade, but it's the Redskins and that is what they do is stupid shit. So here's what you get. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm going to take a different view on this and that it was a fifth-round pick. They're getting a guy that's a, a solid backup at the very least. and. Uh, he's a young quarterback, actually, Kyle Allen. He's only like 24 years old. I think he's. I think what they really were trying to do with this is give someone in there that can push Dwayne Haskins to like be better. Like knowing that he has competition from a young quarterback, like a fire yeah. on his ass. So from that perspective, I like the move, but I don't think it's anything that's going to be like a game changer. Yeah, I think it's still Haskins' team if he can develop, of course. But <laughs> so who knows? I mean. Again, it just was like when it was like, really? Why? <laughs> I don't know. So then we got the Eagles trading a 2023rd round pick and a fifth round pick for uh, to the Lions for cornerback Darius Slay. And yes. Darius Slay being an all-pro caliber corner uh, and with the Eagles secondary lacking and the fact they got rid of Malcolm Brown, I mean, it just made a lot of sense for the Eagles. Total right? sense. Yeah, total sense. I mean, it's a no-brainer. you got to beef up that secondary, and if you don't, you're going to continue to get roasted. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like this deal a lot better for the Eagles than the Lions, especially because of how great a fit it is to get that particular player. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the Eagles are at least looking like they're trying to build up their team. We'll see what happens with the rest of their squad. But, yeah, I mean, they definitely added a key piece to a defense that was lacking. Then the next trade we're going to discuss is the Broncos trading a seventh-round draft pick to the Titans for defensive tackle Jarrell Casey. And, you know, Jarrell Casey's not necessarily a household name, but upon mm-hmm. looking into him more, uh, I, I think it's pretty good value for the seventh-round pick because we're talking about a player that uh, over the course of nine seasons has only missed four games, so he's very durable. Wow. And he's had the second-most sacks on the Titans last year. So I think for a seventh-round pick, that's great value. Yeah, really. I mean, you got a guy that was leading his team and sacks and getting to the quarterback. I mean, hell yeah. That's a pretty good deal for a seventh round. Yep, indeed. And then the final trade we're going to talk about is the Bears trading a fourth-round pick to the Jaguars for quarterback Nick Foles. And this trade says two things to me. The Jaguars put the Nick was the man, and Trubisky is suspect. And weren't you the one that loved Trubisky when he came out of college? You were all about him, man. You thought he was the next big thing. Now look at him, back in the bus and shit. <laughs> I don't know that I called him the next big thing, but oh, I – You said he was better than Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you may also recall that I, I touted Pat Mahomes in that draft. No one gives me credit for that one, though. Oh, hey, you got one right. <laughs> so, anyways <laughs> – well, I mean, what do you think about this, really? I think it's a good fit. I mean, Gardner Minshew showed his ass off last season. I think if they build around him, the kid can continue to develop. I think Jacksonville has a quarterback for the long haul. And, again, I think Foles deserves to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. The kid won a Super Bowl. He led the Eagles against single-handedly one of the best teams in the NFL as a backup. So, yeah, he deserves to start in Chicago. They need to rebuild rebuild around Foles. Let's see what happens out there. 
I mean, what do you think the odds are that they actually try out Trubisky in the beginning until he messes up and then puts puts in folds? I don't like, think oh, there's a oh, chance, man. Wait, did they – so the season's longer, obviously. And did they shorten preseason? I can't remember. Preseason is still four games? I think so. Whatever. Well, huh? As far as I know. Yeah, as far as – it's still four games, I believe. So, anyways, I don't think – Trubisky will start the first preseason game. By, by the second preseason game, when they drop that depth chart, Trubisky will be like second, maybe even off on the trade block somewhere. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't really know whether this trade means that they're anointing Foles as their starter out of the gate or if this no, is yeah. by deal or what they're trying. I, I, maybe they're just trying to light a fire under Trubisky's ass. You know what I mean? That is possible. I mean, what better way than to bring a Super Bowl winning quarterback? <laughs> what better way to, to ignite, you know, that competition? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think between this and the Kyle Allen trade, you got some uh, some young quarterbacks that are getting pressured by their backups. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, but it's going to be uh, really that does it for all the uh, the twenty twenty trades up through March thirty first. And we'll see if any other blockbuster deals go down between now and the draft. But my guess is that we've probably seen the brunt of it. Uh, yeah, I think so. Next up, what is it? Free agency. We're going to talk about. Of course, we got the draft coming out, so we'll be covering that. Again, we have found a way to keep LitTube going in the age of social distancing. So we will be bringing you content quite often across the podcast, across YouTube. And how we may even get the podcast, I mean, the website back up and running for you. <laughs> but we are back. We're here to stay, Justin. It was great to be back on camera with your brother. As for those tuning in, huh? Oh, I was just going to say, you know, to the audience, stay tuned for other videos coming out because we're definitely going to talk about some of the draft prospects, oh, yeah. maybe compare them to Mel Kuyper's big board and see what, what we can come up with there. Um, and then we also want to at some point discuss the free agent signings, but not quite yet. Yeah. As, as always, thanks for tuning in and take care.